Hey, AT. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? Oh, it's been a little while since we've done a podcast, but uh, it has, yeah. But since we're since we're back in the saddle, um, and I'm starting to think about the fall and feasting, I thought I would ask you what your favorite music for a dinner party is. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it it depends on the crowd, I guess, but. To be honest, because you know we're music nerds and we run a music website, I usually throw a bunch of stuff from like a bunch of different decades and like whatever is new this year that I'm liking a lot. So I usually just pick like 20 new songs I like and they go from there. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm backtracking into Patti Smith a lot, so there's a lot of Patti Smith on those lists. Can't go wrong with Patti Smith, unless it's a theme party. It's all out the window. It's you know, <laughs> completely different situation. Yeah, when we have barbecues, I like to put on stuff like uh, old school punk and uh, '90s hip hop. When we're when we're having a little more of a formal gathering, I like to do uh, like to spice it up a little with some some international flair, maybe some Calexico or something like that. Hey, so this is AT. This is Jeff. And we're back after a while with Treble's audio file, where we kind of gab about uh, music, about being music writers and all that good stuff. And uh, we are back because we've had a really busy summer, and honestly, uh, this project kind of got away from us because we were doing a lot of awesome stuff. One thing we did, among many others, was we launched a new column uh just a couple weeks ago and jeff you want to talk about that column absolutely um so we have a new column called remake remodel and um gold star goes to anyone who can name the reference uh but it's it's something that i've been wanting to do for a long time um because i think we all have some of those favorite albums of ours where there's something about the sequencing that just isn't right or maybe there's one or two songs that we don't really like or maybe there were some singles that were released around the same time that they left off the album, and it, it would just make it that much better if they were included. So basically what we do with this is we take those albums, and we kind of we mess around with the track list a little and see if we can come up with a version that we like better. Now, obviously the album still exists, and you do not have to prefer or stick to our version of it, but we like to think that we do a pretty good job of making a, a, a new, f- uh, making these albums into something new. Um, so, you know, give it a shot. See, see how we did. Yeah. It's just a fun column. Um, it's just sort of music nerd fantasy time. Uh, we have one coming out. That I'm really excited about the Jeff did on nevermind. And it's not like we think nevermind is a bad album, but it is fun to sort of think about why do we consider this record to be nothing is sacred, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> we've we've released two, um, I think two back to back that have gotten a little bit of uh, conversation started on Reddit and other places on our website, uh, and that's actually going to be our topic for today. Is we want to talk about um, opinions and opinions about music and some personal opinions we have that people have disagreed with and opinions on the website. And we wanted to start talking about this column because there's uh, there's been two remake remodels we've done that got a lot of huff. And one was my Weezer uh, column on uh, Pinkerton, which uh, it was a hit on the Weezer forums. 
uh, with people bashing it for like a week, and I, I'm pretty pretty happy about that. And then Jeff did a Smashing Pumpkins album called Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, uh, mm-hmm. and that got um, probably the angriest email I have yep. ever received. And it's like generally speaking, people who comment on the website or people that contact us or tweet at us are very polite and very friendly and our readers are super nice people but there's always an exception i guess and somebody told us I, now i'm forgetting it did they tell us to drop dead is that what they said yeah yeah i think they said <laughs> drop dead and, and some other yeah. words uh, um, and so that was a, a kind of an extreme reaction i was not expecting that uh so we've only been doing this for about four or five weeks it's mm-hmm. it hasn't been going that long, um, but the first of the one that we did was on Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, which wasn't that controversial. But once I put up the the Smashing Pumpkins one, a lot of people had a problem with it. First of all, I cut it in half. Uh, it has twenty eight songs. My version has fourteen. I said it was too long. I said it had too much filler. I said it had too much fluff, and I didn't really think that that was that controversial of a statement. I mean, it's a really long album. I don't think that everything on there is perfect. And if you do, that's fine. There's plenty of room for disagreement. But that being said, I am not one of those people. The email for the record said, Your site will never be anything worthy of anything. Rot in hell sent from my iPhone. Well, at least we know it was sent from his iPhone. Yeah, so that's the whole email. <laughs> um, I'm glad you pulled that up. I, I had forgotten. Rot in hell. Okay, that's not quite dropping dead. I guess we could... Yeah, I don't know. With the Weezer thing, it was... You know, I, I cut out a lot of people's favorite songs. I get it. But there was a lot of mansplaining uh, going on, telling me that I didn't understand Pinkerton, which I thought was interesting because the reason I I cut a lot of songs is they're vaguely misogynistic and... I just sort of wanted to, you know, hold off for one more album thinking that uh, Rivers was a creep. <laughs> yeah, like, have have two albums where I don't think Rivers is kind of a creep instead of the one. Don't you uh, know that it's based on Madam Butterfly? And, and it is. And Pinkerton was a creep in Madam Butterfly. <laughs> this and, is true. You know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, quick, if you ever get a chance to read a play called M. Butterfly... Great, great critique of some of the concepts in Mad Butterfly, and I will encourage Rivers to read that. But yeah, so that just kind of gets us into the category of we were talking about controversial opinions and we wanted to talk about some other articles that you readers might have missed that are kind of some of our greatest hits but also uh some of our most controversial receptions that that we've had and one uh was really just this past week um maybe two weeks by the time this podcast drops um and that was part of our record label series and that's for epitaph um and we did uh it's their 35th birthday right jeff so we did 35 songs this year this year the label turns 35 and 1981 will be the 35th anniversary of their first release um it's sort of a weird sort of arbitrary distinction but we figured like this is close enough so right yeah (laughs) so we we assembled 35 songs 
35 of our favorite songs throughout the label's 35-year history. And considering they put out so many releases, that obviously meant that we couldn't include everything. I think it's important that you say our favorites, because we do particularly say, we either say that they are our top whatever blank, right. or the or Treble's essential blank. We never say the best of all time. It's a completely democratic process, and usually some of us disagree a little bit too. Right. It's but it's a it was a pretty diverse spread, and I think we wanted mm-hmm. to capture a pretty diverse spread of songs from because it you know I, I think when people think of Epitaph, they probably think of some very specific bands like Bad Religion, The Offspring, um, you know things like that, like a lot of the '90s punk type stuff. But they really put yeah. out so many different types of albums over the years. Um, we included some hip hop from The Coup and danger doom and atmosphere um there was some folky stuff from frank turner there was some garage rock from the hives and the international noise conspiracy and uh, one of my favorites is probably one of the ones that nobody else even realized existed which is icara cult which is a british post-punk band that existed for exactly five years in the early 2000s um, and broke up on their fifth anniversary um but they put out an amazing record called Chat and Business, and so we included one of those. Um, but that being said, as much ground as we tried to cover, we did not please everybody. We had no no FX, and that upset people. And, you know, it was just uh, some of us had a different taste in pop punk than some other people. And uh, that's mostly what got left out was some, some people's favorite pop punk. But can't um, can't we all listen to Joyce Manor and get along? Right. I was going to say that <laughs> my preference was to highlight some of the newer pop puck bands because they really had a strong comeback so we did a couple from the 90s but uh you know menzingers um uh choice manor uh great great new pop punk that's doing mm-hmm. some new interesting things um and that i'm personally more of a fan of right now we also included converge which is a good segue into our yep. other maybe most controversial article ever posted yeah we did something called uh treble's top 100 metal albums and this was as of last summer um so we might be maybe we'll have changed a few after a year because it's been a pretty good year for metal but it has been, uh yeah. but um yeah we voted and it was a pretty controversial vote among us i think we had uh, did we have like 10 to 12 of us there was about um, 10 to 12 of us and there was a really long period of voting debate a lot disqualifications it, it was actually really involved um it took mm-hmm. it took a, a lot of work and i think like I'm, I'm proud of the fact of how much effort we actually put into making this list yeah it was it's a democratic process always and like again they were pretty low on the list but corn mate was like 99 or something and like I am probably the least corn fan fan <laughs> out there. Like, uh, never was interested. But, you know, hey, I made the list. Clearly means something to enough of my peers here that it made it. Uh, but there were other things, like, uh, we put Sunbather relatively, it, it just wound up relatively high on the list. It was it was actually in the top 20. Top 20, wow. It was in the top 20, and that was one of the things that people flipped out over. But um, I remember talking about this beforehand and saying like wow it got that high but it it just came out last year and people were like look i you know it it made has made at least as much of an impact in music as 
you know, a, a, more so than many other albums in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. It's one of the top crossover albums of at least the past decade. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, and we'll, we will get into this at the end, but like I agree and, you know, I believe Def Heaven agree that they weren't the first shoegazy metal band. They aren't the first black metal fusion band, but they are definitely probably the most important right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like and they they're made very the list good because they've had an impact, right? Yeah. And they're really good. But we got a lot of cult uh, <laughs> or cavalt, I guess. Cavalt, <laughs> yeah. Uh, feedback, uh, and I forget specific things they said, but uh, we made the you know r slash metal subreddit, uh, and uh, we made that pretty hard. Yeah, um, we got a lot of hatred, mostly hatred. <laughs> then the people who do say something usually talk about how stupid it is to have lists and spend a really long time making their like three paragraph long argument of why lists are stupid. I don't understand why you'd bother even wasting the effort. Like if you don't, if you don't like lists, <laughs> don't like just it, don't yeah. read them. <laughs> I work, but they those are the people who always read it. Like they always That's break true. it down. That's true. They hate it um, so much they read it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my my alt. So there were a couple of choice comments. There was one guy who kept on trying to prove he was smarter than us, and um, uh, you know I don't know maybe he is, but but something something told me he wasn't. But but my absolute favorite comment on the whole Reddit thread was in all caps: "Who the fuck is Converge?" <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I, I forget that um, it's part of Jeff's column, Pet Grief, that he used to write. Oh, I, I still do. It's 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 just uh, it's not, it's on a little hiatus right now. Jeff did a great one last year called the Top Ten Responses to Our Metal List. And let me see if I can get some of my favorites right here. Oh yeah, uh, someone said paranoid for that matter. Hard to call them heavy metal almost. And, you know, for those just tuning in, that's Black Sabbath, which are, like, the first metal band. Yeah, I don't know how you could say that that Black Sabbath is hard to call heavy metal, because they sort of invented it. So Yeah, so it was just a fun time. It was yeah. really... Uh, <laughs> And every time we do one of these and get reaction, like I don't do them for the reaction. I do them because I like music and I like to write about it. Mm -hmm. But the reaction is really fun when it's like this. Like I giggle a lot, uh, and I I really enjoy I really enjoy this sort of feedback from people who spend too much time on forums. Well, yeah, and then I think the thing about this is like we did get positive feedback too, but I think the people that left these kinds of comments probably were never within our reach. They would never like what we're going to do, and that's fine. But you know what? They still clicked on the article, so I mean, that's some kind of victory. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, since we've talked about some of our published unpopular opinions, we're going to talk a little bit just about some of the opinions that we've had that maybe, like, our friends have disagreed with or just the general populace would think that we're maybe going against the grain for. And uh, a little-known secret is that um, most people who write about music... I mean, we do vote on year-end lists and stuff like that, but we don't... There isn't, like a central committee who decides what we're supposed to like. Everybody has different right. opinions. I mean, we disagree. I would say that a lot of us at Trouble tend to at least, when we do have disagreements, they're reasonable disagreements. They're not like super polarized. 
but mm-hmm. um, but we do not all have the same opinions. I would say that there's a fair amount of fans of the Strokes uh, on our staff, but I am not one of them. I've never been a fan of the Strokes. Even when Is This It came out, I just didn't get the hype. But to me, it sounded like somebody re-recorded old Iggy Pop albums and then like compressed them as much as possible, engineered them for commercial radio, played dress up, and that was it. You know, like it just didn't sound interesting or original to me. And I, I like I actually kind of hate the way the record sounds, like the way that it's that it's produced and mastered. It just it sounds terrible to my ears. But like I also feel that way about like Lil Wayne is an example. Mm-hmm. I like just I skirt the conversation about some hip hop because I I've always liked local rappers in my community and I have a few mainstream rappers I like, but there are a couple rappers I don't give a shit about. Um, Lil Wayne is one, Future is one. You know, um, mm-hmm. I only give like half a shit about Drake. <laughs> and i don't know like i don't really like rush you know jeff and i might get into like no which is the number one metal album of 2015 <laughs> like but that's like us just being a nerd and yeah. like nerd splurging all over the place like that's not really a legitimate argument um well i it this what we're talking about really when we, when we're talking about um controversial opinions or whatever i mean for us this isn't life or death this is like we, it's fun to disagree but it's like we're not we this isn't a fight we're not actually fighting it's just it's just two different opinions and you can have a discussion and be civil i mean maybe you can't on reddit that's not what that's for that's not what that's for but you can you can definitely do it i've seen it firsthand i believe it it is not yeah it is not a, a an, an imaginary principle Fuck you, Jeff. Listen <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a band that I think we do agree on right now. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just wrote probably the longest review I've written all year on this album, um, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Deaf Heaven's third album, New Bermuda. And uh, it's so a lot of people, including most of us at Treble, were pretty stoked on their second album, Sunbather. Um, and as you as you mentioned, AT, they were n- far from the first band to mix shoegaze and post-rock and black metal. But they did it in a way that I think was more accessible and more kind of beautifully produced than a lot of bands had done before. And there was also a, an emotional component to it that I think made it... Um, I don't know. It drew you in in a way that, that say... Not that, I, not that I don't love a band such as Wolves in the Throne Room, but I think that there is a level of distance to that. You you almost sort of appreciate it more than you find yourself like getting like really emotionally invested in it, whereas Deaf mm-hmm. Heaven, I think, is a little different. Um, and maybe that's because you can definitely hear like a screamo post-hardcore influence in what they yep. do. Yeah. The new album, however, is very... It's, it's even more kind of steeped in classic thrash metal sounds than before, which, which, which is interesting because... Um, that wasn't necessarily something we heard last time. There's more kind of like quasi Slayer riffs. There's um, some really great like classic heavy metal solos, um, and yeah, they cover a lot of ground on this run, and it's and it's I, I was blown away by it. 
What are your thoughts, A.T.? You know, Jeff dove in really hard for the review, and I uh, dove in really hard because I did the interview. Uh, I've listened to this record like at least 50 times. (laughs) And and what I think's really cool about it is that they didn't try to make Sunbather again. Um, Right. They kept a lot of this stuff that's really cool about how they write as a band. But A, they wrote it as a five-piece. Harry wrote most of the music still, but they... They then jammed it out and figured out how they were going to record it as a five piece. So that's different than how somebody there was made. So just mm-hmm. right there, you have a different album. But B, they they didn't make it as atmospheric. They did more of the thrash influence, and it's just a really tight album. It would be a tight album if it wasn't a metal album, and they had put the same effort into it. And it just happens to be this really black and thrashy, um, heavier in some ways, but also um, the lighter moments are less dissonant. They're more melodic and instantly mm-hmm. enjoyable they're kind of poppy actually and the last track gets for the earth is like pretty much a pop song mm-hmm. with very little deviation from that except for the fact that the goblin is singing it <laughs> but really like the way i would describe the difference between the two records would be like everyone get on board this is a, is a patty smith analogy more patty smith <laughs> i'm i'm digging hard into patty smith like sunbather would be like horses okay and uh, New Bermuda would be like Easter. So it's it's more concise. It's more immediate. They're both really great records. But like, I think New Bermuda is kind of, if there's a such thing as a pop album in Black Gays, like that's more the pop accessible one for me. All the songs are shorter. There's The interludes are much shorter. Mm-hmm. It's just going for a different aesthetic. And honestly, like, they're records that I want for different moods. And that's, like, you know, all my favorite artists do that. You know, Mm -hmm. like Bruce Springsteen. Right. His first six albums, you know, all touch on a different emotional point for me. So Fugazi is the same way, you know. Mm -hmm. Insane Clown Posse. What? Insane Clown Posse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I know their discography. Oh, it's a whole um, spectrum of emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From insane to clowning. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like I, I can see both of these records being my favorite Death Heaven record at different points in my life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I love Roads to Judah as well, which, by the way, Travel reviewed. Um, <laughs> I like to say that because a lot of websites are really harping good things about Death Heaven, and that's great. But I just want to say that we reviewed their first record. We were an early adopter. A lot of y'all did not. So yep. that's that's <laughs> your mic drop moment right there. Mic drop. <laughs> So I think we're in agreement there. Good record. Good record. Everyone should check it out. Is there any uh, controversial opinion that you want to leave everyone with before we uh, close this out? I'll leave with something that I think that all the cult people are going to hate as well. By the time you hear this podcast, this this will be a new a new list that dropped. We're doing, uh, uh, since we talked about a lot of metal, we talked about Death Heaven, a list of the 10 essential post 
black metal records. Spoilers, Sunbather is one of them, but there's a lot of other good records on there too. So if you like most of the stuff we talked about, since this was a metal heavy, death heaven heavy conversation, right? Uh, and if you like things that'll piss off cult people, um, <laughs> then yeah, check out that list because yeah, it, it'll it'll be fresh by the time you hear this podcast. All of those albums are fantastic, and it was fun to revisit them. Yeah. Anyhow, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, unless you want to share anything that you're listening to, isn't that what we usually do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of sunbather <laughs> or, or and a lot of new bermuda and a lot of <laughs> post black metal but also meow the jewels once so i haven't i haven't heard that yet i i have been digging back in through uh, a lot of my goth records because first of all halloween is coming up mm-hmm. and second of all uh my monthly dj night in San Diego, St. Vitus Dance Party is coming up soon too, and I'll be playing lots of post-punk and goth records. So, so that's mostly been occupying what I've been listening to for the last week or so. My monthly nap is coming up. I'm gonna need a lot of insane clown posse for that. So I need something to relax too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Please check out treblezine.com. Uh, it's treble like treble and zine like zine.com. Thank you for and, explaining uh, that. and uh we'll get more sleep before we do another one of these but hopefully before another four or five months pass it'll be um it'll be post halloween themed it'll be turkey themed Ooh, yeah turkeys Mm -hmm. sounds good (laughs) you have a good one Ari, what are you doing? <laughs> Jesus, do you see this dog over here? I do, I do. She's uh, she's, she's having some crack. fun. <laughs> she's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>